What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. About a year out. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What Now Podcast. I'm back. Dr. Spencer Dupre, Empower Chiropractic in Argyle. I don't have to do Zach's voice like I did last week and say, I'm Zach. But here he is in the flesh. Welcome back, Zach. I don't. I really don't think I sound like that. It really gives off Patrick Star vibes, and that's just not not the the image I'm trying to to cast out there. All pun intended. Uh, But it is good to be back. Uh, Appreciate Spence holding down the fort last week. I kind of forget what I was. Oh, I had to drop off my rent check. Yeah. Yeah, that's there's a quick recommendation. If your landlord still requires a physical check. You can actually have your bank mail the check each month. Um, Just found that out. So, yeah, it's just like an automated bill pay. So my landlord, their office is about 40 minutes away. So the first of every month, I typically would drive that 40 minutes, which if you do the math, that's about an hour and a half of driving, just to drop off one check uh, because they don't believe in online invoices or anything like that. My landlord yeah. does the same thing. I have to mail him my check and it takes two weeks. So like, I'm like, yeah, rent on the first. And then it's like 22nd and the rent come out. Then I'm like, dang, I got to write another check. I'm going to have to yeah. set that up. At least, at least my, my landlords are super efficient. They, they process that thing. Like if I turn it on the first, it has been processed by the time I get back to my office. Uh, no, they, my they landlord quit. is sitting on my February and March check. So like I have this like fat lump of cash in my bank account that mm. I'm like, dude, just you're hit like, me. Ar- just hit me like, already. You're like, man, I've saved up to two to three, four months of savings for, for overhead. In the meantime, he's just like, nope. No, literally no. though. And that's why I'm like, man, cause like, yeah. Okay. Okay. This is what, what are we talking about today, Zach? Uh, not rent checks, not rent checks. Sorry, y'all had to hear that little little side verb. Um, but yeah, your bank can write automated checks. But that's not the topic of today's conversation. No, but I, yeah, I think we can go into that a little bit. Let's go into like some like logistical things. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out and actually say that, hey, like our networking deal with Colton was like one of the best podcasts. It was like super informative and they felt like they got a lot from it is because like, it's these little like little things like nobody tells you about like, Oh, what's it like for networking and stuff. So, um, yeah. Talk a little bit about like your, like, like that, like your deal, talk about your structure a little bit. Um, so go into the bank check thing. Oh, uh, I haven't figured it out yet. Um, my, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't until April 1st. So, I, that's just how my brain processes. Um, heard an interesting concept on procrastination the other day. And it just gave me validation um, to be a procrastinator. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, so I guess you can go into your into your bank account, your online bank account, and just as how you would if there was some type of um, like if you pay like your electric bill through your business or through your through your bank, you can do that through your online banking app. There's a way to do that where the uh, the bank will just 
write a check and they'll mail it themselves. Uh, the only hard part, if you're in this type of situation, which strongly would recommend having at least, you know, two months of rent ready to roll once you start your business. Um, but they do take out your rent check. Um, they take that money out of your account three, three days prior to mailing it, just so they know when they deliver that check, it's not going to bounce. So that's just one heads up, but, um, maybe we should have on, uh, one of our business makers just so they can give us the lowdown on, uh, all the cool things banking, but yeah. One of the things that I'm working through right now is profit first. And I was like, and I'm like, man, every day I look at this number in my bank account. I'm like, dude, if I only had the time to go and set up these bank accounts, but profit first is, um, like a money management system off a line, like off of the zero balance banking philosophy, where basically like you give every dollar that you have a job to where you're not in my situation and have to just sit on a fat lump of cash until somebody hits your bills. Like right now, all of my money, like my profit, my tax money, uh, all of that is like lumped up into one. And so with profit first, what you do is you set up five foundational bank accounts between two banks, uh, one bank called like your escrow account. This is a, Justin advised me to do this and mm-hmm. I've read the book and it's really good. And there's actually profit first for chiropractors, which uh, talks specifically about balancing your and managing your money through a practice because it's a lot different if you're like selling cheese or something, you know? Um, but yeah, so you have five foundational bank interesting, accounts. Interesting business to think off the top of your head, selling cheese. I guess we're, we know where Spencer's going with his second business. I just have lunch. If you're a, if you're a cheese producer and you're looking to sell your business, hit up Spencer. He may be looking to, to buy. That's right. I would call it uh, Swiss Family Robinson or something. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I would actually call it the American dream. That's what I would call it. That would be really good. Um, Keep going. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so, so with your bank – yeah, so what you do to manage your money is you have one escrow bank where you have two bank accounts. One is your profit accounts and another is your taxes account. And that is like your no touchy bank account, right? And then you have another bank where you have your income, your operating expenses and your payroll. And all of the money goes into that income account. And then twice a month you go and you distribute that income into the different categories of your bank account based on percentage to where at the end of every single month, you should have all of your bills paid. You should have your payroll paid. Uh, yeah, you can technically lump it into your uh, operating expenses, but payroll is a little, anyway. It talks about it. Um, and then you also have a profit account and your taxes account to where when you pay your taxes quarterly, like uh, most people advise you to do, uh, you can already know like how much money you are going to get paid. Uh, with also knowing that like, yes, I can pay my taxes because like so many of us in business, like you think like, okay, I'm going to hoard all this money in. And then at the end, after everything is paid for, uh, I'm going to take what's mine. But, uh, as we have both found out very quickly, there's always things to pay for, always something to pay for. So, uh, that's what I'm currently working on. And I just have to find the time to be able to sit in the bank for three hours to set up my bank accounts. Yeah. That's, that's the part that I'm, that's where my hesitation comes from. Um, and I think too, just on your point of like the whole idea that, okay, once I've paid everything, now I'll just have this big owner's withdrawal taking home all the net profit. 
Uh, I think one of the best things I I picked up from Andy Frizzella, uh, he's the owner of First Form, which is a huge supplement company, but also the creator of 75 Hard. His podcast is a little more intense, but I think it's super awesome to get in the mindset of uh, what it means to grind and really just go about uh, being a business owner. But he was he touches a lot, if you go back to his early stuff, about, you know, he didn't really take a huge paycheck. And when I say huge, like, I, I know everyone has a different different concept of money, but he was paying himself just a little over, I think it like 50K, which is, you can live on that, right? Um, but for someone that built first form, um, he lived on 50K for first 10 years because all of his money, all his net profit was just going back into the business, back into the business, yep. back into the business. To now where it's at the point where he's like, yeah, like I can go buy a Lamborghini tomorrow if I really wanted to. Um, I don't, but you know, it, it just really, uh, I would highly suggest going into uh, listening to just his, his mindsets. Um, is it the holistic uh, vitalistic side of things? No, no, it's not going to, it's not gonna be feel good stuff, um, but it is going to be very real. And that's what I like about it. It is called real AF. Uh, he does swear a lot, but it, it's really, really good stuff. Yeah, that is a good podcast. I listen to that sometimes when I'm doing like cycling stuff and I need some intensity in my brain yeah. while I'm just like mulling through a long form workout stuff. Uh, yeah. And that's what I really like too. I mean, I think that all of my, like all of, I mean, every penny I make goes back into the business. It's like, Oh man, now I have the money to upgrade this or now I have the money to expand that. And my business is about to go through an expansion where we're going to be moving into uh, an additional space where I'm going to just get some more room and so uh, one of my friends is an interior designer and she's helping me kind of create more of a coherent experience for my place and instead of me getting, you know, what I could. Um, so I'm excited for that. Nice. Dude. But yeah, with Profit First, like you're at the end of each quarter when you pay your taxes, you also take like an owner's draw of like whatever you want. It could be 10% or whatever from your profit account, but you leave at least 50% of it to where then like your profits start compounding. So then you start mm -hmm. making, even if you're making the same money each quarter, your profit is still compounding to where like you're building a savings account for your practice. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's written by a, it's written by a chiropractor and then a CPA who specializes with chiropractors. And it talks about like both of their experiences with the profit first philosophy. And it makes a lot of sense. It seems really simple. And uh, yeah. yeah, if that's I just, just can the, that's just find the, the time, it's the difference of our brains. Like you, said all that and i was like that seems absurdly complex and then you finish everything and you're like yeah it's a pretty simple concept and i'm like yeah i feel like the uh the the moment or like the what's it called the the part in the hangover where uh zach galifianakis is going down the elevator when they're about to go count count cards and like all the equations are going by his head just when you were talking about like the different bank accounts that's exactly how i felt um yeah. I mean, the way I see it, I guess I always see, I always like zoom out, right? Like everything that people tell me, I'm always like, okay, I'll listen. And then it's like, all right, what is he in one sentence? What are you saying? And so basically like in one sentence, profit first is like, you let all your money accrue into one account and then you just distribute it into different folders. So you know where your money's going. It's just like Dave Ramsey's like little envelope thing, but you do it digitally with bank accounts. That's smart. I'll have to look into it. I know Justin's a big fan of it. Uh, Justin yeah. Winstead, the improver coach. And so that that holds reverence in and of itself. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good little little bit on banking. 
a little bit. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about uh, this. Is what we're actually going to talk about. We were going to talk about how we have changed and how our lives have transformed from when Zach and I actually talked about going into practice together uh, right before he had graduated to now. So, uh, Zach, let's talk a little bit about what the plan was coming out. Like, say, like starting Tri Ten, going into CBI. Talk about the plan, and then let's say what has shifted and what you have learned from that experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to remember when was I'm trying to think what try I was in. I don't know if it was pre pec surgery. I think it was post because it was yeah post pec surgery for sure. Pec surgery for sure. Um, but I remember there was a day where I think it was like August or September. It was still pretty nice up and. I took you and Colton to where I had planned on opening right right off. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and I, you know, I tried to show you all the vision, um, basically like pitching to y'all, hey, if you want to be a part of this thing, I would love to have both of you join. Um, and the plan initially was to open a source chiropractic. Um, and that was, that was the vision. Try 10. That's what I kind of put all my my eggs in one basket for and then november rolls around take part four uh forget to put my answers on the scantron so i've been taking tests my entire life been using scantrons my entire life and then the last test i'm supposed to ever take i forget to use the scantron uh, and in case you're taking notes back home if you don't put your answers on a scantron it makes it really hard to pass a test so i fail part four um, which in the moment was like the most frustrating, uh, most frustrating moment probably I had experienced. Twenty twenty one was just a life of like, I guess frustrations, but so many tests. Uh, I mean, first the pec tear, and then but not even the first pec tear. Like we had just gotten the fraternity off the ground back in oh, January, dude. and then a whole bunch going on at Snowmageddon. Still got COVID going on tear my pec, try to get through clinic, CBI, all, all the things. Like 2021 was just a whirlwind of emotion and definitely threw my body into quite the state. It would have been kind of cool to get scanned back then. Wish I had an insight scan just hanging out. But um, yeah, so fail part four, uh, intended to open a source. And then it was, to me, the the best blessing in disguise because it gave me time to reflect on what I truly wanted and wanted to do. And that was open my own practice and the source would not be my own practice. That was someone else's dream. Uh, great practice, but not what I planned on doing. So I went back to what I wanted to do, which was open my own practice, utilize insight CLA scans to measure and objectively measure the overall function of the nervous system. And yeah, there was this huge transformation there. Uh, felt a huge moment of empowerment the day I decided to make that decision. Was it easy? No, not even in the slightest. Um, I, I knew the decision would cost me mentors, cost me friends, and I had to live with that decision, but I had to choose me at the end of the day, and that's what I did. Okay, so talk about now. What have you learned from being Zach? Right. What, what do you feel like has, okay, don't, let's not talk about like 
what is learn what have I learned based in like systems and stuff? But let's talk about like character traits. Like, how has your character changed from uh, let's just call it like like pre part four Zach until now? Where do you feel like you have changed? Like, what what do you feel like in your character has shifted? Oh, man. dang, it's a deep question, Spence. That's like that's if, me. I like I can just talk about bank accounts. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest change for me has been. I'll let you mull it over, and I'll I'll share my end. Yeah, go ahead. and then and then we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, so for me, um, dude, man, I thought going out of school, uh, coming into school, I thought I was going to move back to Louisiana and then work with my homie that I had lived with for forever then realized that I didn't want to move back to my hometown. So then I was going to get a job with this guy who I all, who I like became friends with that practiced in Lafayette. And I was going to practice with him for five years, do the whole like practice for a little bit, gain some experience, open a business, blah, blah, blah. Um, did a lot of self-discovery through school and realized that I like um, that. I originate my own ideas quite a lot and that I tend to question other people and what they do and, uh, I don't buy into other people's messages until I fully understand them, um, which, you know, served me and not, did not serve me for sometimes. Um, so then I was going to be like, yeah, I'm gonna open my own practice and I was going to open actually in Colleyville. I actually like for the long, I remember texting Quan being like, this was going to be my office. And, uh, it was in Colleyville, like literally two blocks away from where you were going to open up. And then I was like, never knew that. man, I think I have a picture. I'll have to send it to you. I was like, man, I have no money. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, I have to figure out how to get money to open a practice when I have no income and whatever. So anyway, then I looked into a bunch of financing deals, talking to a bunch of people about how to get finances. And they were like, yeah, 23, uh, 23 grad school, haven't had a job, no savings. You own nothing but a vehicle. They're like, you owe us money. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I will. Well, I have nothing to open with. And then you were like, hey, want to do this? And I'm like, sure, I want to do that. And so then I was all in on that. And then I was like, man. I don't know if I want to do that because my whole dream is to open my own practice. Like you said, and this is somebody else's dream and maybe it's not mine, but it might be a good little footstool to like, you know, support where I can support, move on to the next level. Like, like a little pit stop job, you know? And I was like, man, maybe we'll do that. So then uh, Zach and I roll into part four studying together and all that stuff. And uh, I use my Scantron and I still fail. And um, I, I would like to say that I'm a good test taker and that I'm, I would put myself in the upper 50% of test takers. And I walked out of the test being like, dude, I crushed. And, uh, I remember I took it together and he was the most confident one. It was, it was, yeah. Well, I was just like, man, if I didn't know that I knew, I know nothing. And it's cause like I spent like, dude, I invested a lot of time. Cause like one, like, I mean, I paid my whole way through school. And so like, I had to pay for my boards myself. And so I was like, dude, if I'm paying for boards, I am, 
I'm not going to have to take this twice. This is too much money for me to waste. And it's just disrespectful to my time to be like, it'll be all right. And so, dude, I would put in like, dude, at Ascension in Cypress Waters right next to Rudiger, dude, we put in like 18 hour days, dude. And then I would like, I mean, Zach studied with me the first time. Like I knew the board, board reviews book, like back, like cover to cover, like in order verbatim. And uh, yeah, roll into that and fail by five points. And that was probably the lowest I had ever been. Well, probably the second lowest I had ever been after, after my like senior year in high school. The lowest I ever been is probably senior year in high school. Second lowest I ever been is probably like uh, part four. And I was just shook. And uh, it was insane. And so, sorry, here's somebody in my office right now. And it's a distraction. But um, anyway, um, yeah, so that happened. And then I was like, man, I have no idea. And, you know, I forget who who I was talking about, but it's awesome to have great friends like when you're up high and you're winning. But you really do like you really find out you really find out uh, who your friends are when you're, when you're down and out, like when you're at the lowest, like you really find out who supports you. And uh, yeah. So then I was like, man, I guess I'm staying here. Um, and so I had to wait, take part four, like a month after school. And um, I learned a bunch of stuff about that. And then it's crazy, like fail by five points, did the same studying, studied the same stuff with the same people. And then I passed by like 400 points above the passing margin, which is crazy. I still think it's a fluke. I'm going to say it's a fluke, but it was a thing that served me a lot. It really gave me a lot of perspective. Um, and it really slowed me down a bit. It made me, it made me have to, before I make any decision, really assess my, my surroundings and really take inventory of where I am, uh, how my decisions affect others, and, um, really, if I'm really all in on something or not, I think it gave me a lot of perspective. I think I've, it humbled me quite a bit. Yeah. We both come from amazing chiropractic fraternity and we say it all the time. It's testimony. And I think it was essential for both of us. Um, and it's kind of like a cliche thing in our fraternity, but uh, I think it was really important for both of us in two very different ways to fail that exam. Uh, I didn't even look at my score the first time or the second time. I just knew the first time I saw it that I failed. And so I didn't look to see if by how much I was like, whatever. Um, and then the second time I just saw pass. And that's all I cared about. Uh, but I think it was really, really important for both of us uh, in so many different ways. And I think that Going back to your question, like what character trait, I think my ability to surrender throughout that entire experience really, really increased. Uh, surrender in the fact that uh, there is a greater power working in all things, and that, yes, at times I can be super headstrong and want to do things my way, but more often than not, uh, I've come to learn that my way isn't always the best way. So you know, taking myself and what I think I want, uh, make that pretty certain, make that, no, like what I think I want, what I convince myself I want, uh, is not necessarily the things I need. And so 
all of that was was the huge lesson and I think I try to carry that forward is I definitely don't just fly by the seat of my pants. I don't try to I'm not like a person that doesn't plan or anything like that, but I also uh, am a lot more accepting of certain conditions when it's out of my control. Uh, so that that's the biggest thing. Man, yeah, crazy. I, it really did serve both of us a lot. I think it actually, it brought us closer together as friends because like we were really the only two that had to go through that because uh, mm-hmm. all of our other friends passed. Yeah, and, and you made the mention they need to pay for all your boards. I was blessed. My my parents paid for my boards, but under one condition, they'll pay for it once. And so uh, for those that don't know, if you've never taken a chiropractic board, the fourth board exam, the last one, is like double any of them when it comes to price. It's like sixteen or seventeen hundred bucks or something crazy. Sixteen hundred and eighty-five dollars. Yep. And so I, I passed all the other ones, and then I had to. So I didn't have to pay for any of those, and then I chose the one that is double the price point to fail. That I didn't have to fail. Then I had to pay myself. Uh, so. Yeah. I, dude, I remember literally that weekend after we found out. It felt like someone in my family died. Like. Well, I mean. I'm not trying to one-up you by any means. Someone in your family did. No, no, no. Uh, okay, okay. No, that'd be awful. <laughs> um, but the weekend we found out was the weekend we graduated. So we graduated on a Saturday morning. I found out Friday afternoon. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was crazy. Yeah, I remember going to your graduation party, and both of us were just kind of like glass that everybody was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, pain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Huge I mean, like pain. you said, was blessed to have, I think I mentioned it, like blessed to have Levi Richards um, give me an opportunity to IC uh, under his license. And it was it was just phenomenal. But um, I, for so long, wish I could go back in time and grab that Scantron and put all my answers down and pass the first time. And now I've, not recently, but in the last year, I've really come to grips with like that was exactly what I needed, so I'm glad I don't have the ability to go back and and pass, um, and I'm very accepting of that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't recommend failing part four. Do want to no. make that known? Do want to make that known? I don't recommend failing part four. No, take care of your take care of your stuff and don't waste your money. Yeah. Um, but all that being said is that dude, you will fail and. Uh, at some point you will fall like that. That's just straight up. Right. Yeah. You could crush all the time, the whole time you could crush. And at some point there will be a bump in the road. Right. And uh, it's really the thing that tests your character and really says like, okay, like how bad do you want this? I feel like that's kind of what God does to us with these failures. And I feel like the more that you want it, the more that you really care, the more he's going to see if you do. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like both of us were so much just like, yeah, I'm going to open practice, going to crush. We do, deliver awesome chiropractic to people. And then it's just like, you know, we're going to put the brakes on for six months. Yep. Six months. Don't move. Six months. And you're like, whoa. And then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, two grand that you don't have. Find it. Yeah. Come up with it. And, uh, yeah, just just know. And I think, too, I mean, even then, getting into business, it – we talk about it a lot. There's no overnight success, you know, and the longer you can get out of the instant gratification mindset, 
the more successful both mentally you'll be, but also in business-wise, really being able to stick out the storm. Uh, I won't won't try to front. Like The first two months in business, uh, we did well for a business in the first two months, but we weren't doing well compared to any other business. Were you Uh, profitable in your first two months, yes or no? No. Okay. So, yeah. I mean... May, like if I really take a hard look, like did we clear our overhead? Yeah, but like we may have had a couple hundred dollars left over. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean that, that's the same over here, right? It's like yeah, I've been profitable quote since day one. Like we've been in the like we haven't been in the negative, which is awesome. Like to clear your to clear your overhead like in the first month is, uh, dude, it feels good honestly. And but don't. Like, don't be surprised if you don't. And uh, that should be expected, right? Like, There's actually, um, not to cut you off, but I had a I had a coffee with a serial entrepreneur on Monday, actually. And he is a financial advisor. That's his main form of business currently. And we were just talking through things. And But he deals in cereal. Yeah, he's not investing in, like, cornflakes and frosted flakes. He, he just likes to entrepreneur. Um, just for those that were curious on what I just said, but, um, he, he was talking about 2020 and his business was like, he was fine, but they technically made negative $10,000. So he wasn't able to apply for like PPP loans. And I remember like thinking like, wait, like his business technically wasn't negative, was like a negative, um, and so I just kind of looked at him and then he explained that all to me and don't really have time to get into that. But yeah. Here's a question for you. Um, is since we're talking about margins right now, what are some things that you do in your practice to keep it like, what's your outlook on occurring? Okay. Cause for people in business, like in chiropractic, like, uh, right. You're well, really in all businesses, but you're gonna have a fixed monthly expenses and then you're gonna have like one time expenses. Right. So like if you buy a plant, unless you're buying a plan a month, it's a one-time expense, right? If you buy a computer, it's like a one-time expense unless you put it on a payment plan. But like rent, utilities, maintenance stuff, like all of that is fixed expenses. What's your approach on that, Zach? Um, How do you justify adding any expenses to your practice as of right now? Another question. Look at it. Is this going to benefit us right now? Is this going to benefit the patient care experience or is this going to, um, you know, what's the return on investment really? Like I just had to renew my BNI membership, which is a one-time payment and it was like 700 bucks. So like between that and then sponsoring a luncheon in February, it made the books look like we'd sucked it up in February just because I you know, paid for quite a bit. But those are one-time expenses with large dividends uh, when done correctly. So I, I kind of look at everything on what's the what's the ROI. Um, that's why I don't have like a lot of artwork, a lot of artwork right now in the practice, just because I'm like I don't I don't know if if this is really going to enhance the patient care experience. Um, are we about to repaint our exam room and put some like soundproof things in our consultation room so that it's a little bit more uh what's the word i'm looking for private. yeah private a little more homey uh yeah and to me that's an investment i don't plan on those things going away um 
but yeah, I don't really know. I'm also like not the person to ask about money. Like that's just not my, my forte. Yeah. I'm just asking. Cause like, uh, I was just on a forum the other day and somebody there. Okay. So I was on Facebook cause I was asking like, uh, in the PX Facebook page, like, Hey, what do y'all do if someone leaves you a Google review, but it ain't show up and Google takes it down. And uh, that just happened. I just had a mom leave me like, dude, the best Google review with a picture of like me and her kid and like before and afters, like all unasking. And Google said like, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. Honestly, same thing happened to us. It was like the best Google review. It was a patient of mine back in Dallas. Um, and it was like, it was like an essay. Like this was like, this wasn't like they do a good job, which those Google reviews are awesome too. Uh, and Joshua and I looked like two to three days later, Joshua was my office manager and it was gone. And we're like, no, where'd it go? And you can't get it back. It's just pain. Forever. And I don't want to like, pain. And you don't want to reach out because they just put in so much time and effort to put in this Google review. Yeah. Uh, all that to say, I was on a Facebook forum because I was reading my responses to that. And then the post under it was somebody like, who do you use for your card processor? And uh, for those of you who don't know, you have to pay somebody to get paid. Um, so to take payments, you have to pay someone to let you get paid. And uh, it depends on who you choose. Uh, for me, I chose someone who is, is very lean. They take very little. And that, I like that a lot. It's worth it to me. And... Uh, but somebody literally said like, yeah, we use this provider and we pay $85,000 a year in, in just like what we owe them and it's worth it to us. I'm like, dude, if I could save myself, if I could reduce 85000 to 30000 I'm like, dang. Because I, I like looked at that processor and I know what the rates are. I'm like, man, dude, if you would switch, you would save, you'd make a lot of extra, more money, like 50 grand almost. Yeah. Um, um, no, I mean, so I just, it's, a, it's a good way to look at it. Um, I'm also though a big, uh, my girlfriend Morgan and I kind of joke, I guess it's a joke. Um, but we just constantly remind each other like scared money. Don't make no money. Uh, I believe right. that was the ancient philosopher 50 cent or <laughs> someone that came up with that. Um, maybe it was Marcus Aurelius, but we, we really try to, uh, at least checking with each other when either of us become into a scarce mindset because you cannot do that in a, as a business owner. You cannot be in a scarcity mindset. It's very true. I will never tell you to not do something except for that. Yeah. What? Um, okay. In that sense, what are some things that you're investing your money in right now? Like, uh, you know, like the soundproofing thing. Like, what are mm-hmm. some future investments that you're planning on your practice to enhance your experience? What do you got? Yeah, so big thing right now is enhancing the <laughs> consultation room. Um, I also really want to. Um, I've been debating back and forth. I just had a, a drop in yesterday. Actually, we have a very open office, which is beautiful, uh, but sound travels crazy through there. Um, and so I definitely want some type of. Uh, I have this thing that I want to. I can't build it. I'm not a carpenter. I don't have that skill, but where it's like almost a half wall, it's not attached to the wall. Uh, therefore, it's movable. It's on wheels, but it's like a planter. So 
it'll just be a planter with plants. So the, the planter will be about three feet tall. Plants will come up to about four, four and a half feet. So you can see me working on the table, but you can't see who's on the table. And just to create a, a bit of a barrier between, you know, people laying on the table and the rest of the practice. Nice. Yeah. In my dream practice layout, I have those like four of them. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I, yeah, I don't have like an open space or anything. Um, but I thought it would always be really cool to have like a practice where like, it's just a box, like an empty box, no walls. And you could literally change like what it looks like whenever you want to. I think that'd be really cool. Cause then you could like move it and rent it out to people doing yoga or host an event or whatever. And you can just move everything to the side. Um, Another thing I, I always look at as an investment is uh, I mentioned a few times I'm working with Travis Stewart, uh, making moves, and I'm big on becoming self-reliant. And so any type of uh, seminar or coaching where they teach you how to do something you don't know, that is typically outsourced. So in this example, marketing, specifically on social media, is a pretty big expense when you send it out. Uh, because Huge. not only do you have to pay for your own ad pay, but you also have to pay that ad company. And so I would much rather become self-reliant to uh, do it ourselves as an office and not have to pay someone to do that. I'd rather yep. pay one time to learn how to do it than consistently pay over and over again. Yeah, that's the next module that we're actually working on is uh, inter like internal as in like internally generated marketing uh that's like one of tony's biggest things is like why would you pay someone that's not a part of your team when you could hire someone to work literally three to six hours a week and do it on your team and it all be organic yeah but so yeah that's about all the time we have i have some patients coming in about five minutes i'm sure spencer does too Yes. So thank you for listening to another episode of the What Now Podcast. If anything we said resonated with you or someone you know, definitely send it to them. But also share it on Instagram stories, share it with your group chat, whatever. We would love the we would love the love. Uh, as Alex Ramosi says, we don't run any ads, but we have one small piece to uh, send this to someone. That's our fee. Send it to someone. Uh, give us a like. Give us a, a subscribe. Post it on your Instagram story. That will be great. We appreciate it. Other than that, we hope you all have an amazing week. I look forward to catching you next week on the What Now Podcast. Peace. Peace out.